We're going to be studying John this evening, uh, John the Baptist. Um, in John chapter 1, verse number 19, it says, And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? So we're going to study that question today, Who art thou? Uh, at this time, I've forced uh, one of our young men to come up here and read for me, so if you'll give him your attention at this time. We're going to be reading from Luke 1, 5 through 25. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they, were now, they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went to the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not in my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were complete, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Uh, John the Baptist. I, before we get started, uh, I want to take a moment to look at his, uh, his parents. This room is full of parents, grandparents, a couple of greats in here. Uh, John the Baptist. 
Yeah. Look at his parents, and we see that uh, Zacharias, would John have been chosen, or would they have had a child if they hadn't lived the life that they did? I, I, th- I think not. And so as parents, we need to be the example. You know, we, we, take, we, we have children, and if we don't do our job, they're not going to be a part of the church. That's, that's one thing that uh, we first learned from this. It says, 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness. We need to live our life as an example, not only to our children, but to all those that are around about us. Uh, Ephesians 5 eight says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Uh, as children, we need, to, we need to look to our parents, and I've I still call myself a child because both my parents are still alive and I'm still their child no matter how old I get. I'll always be their child. We need to look to those that are, that are older than us to, to help guide us. I mean, I, I don't know if there's very many days that go by that I don't turn to my dad and say, you know, all the cattle are doing good and, you know, this, this, this is not good. And I, I need some direction here. I mean, what what's the next step? I mean, I know the I know the cycle. I mean, you, you get the cows bred, you wean the calves, you sell the calves, and it's just a vicious cycle. But every once in a while, we get you know strange things happen in our lives, and instead of muddling our way through it, first thing we need to do is turn to Scripture if we can and see if we can't find the answer there. And if not, we need to seek that wisdom of our parents. And with that being said, parents, we need to live our life by an example. And there, uh, poor Gabriel. I, I mean, whenever I was when I read this, I was just, I was thinking of growing up as a child, and uh, you know, I, I can picture him, you know, saying, you know, you're going to have a son, and he just kind of rolls his eyes like, yeah, okay, man, whatever. I'm like ninety something years old. I'm going to have a child, and he just. Yeah, he slap you. I mean, that's what I picture Gabriel doing, just rearing back and hitting him, and he's blinded for nine months. Uh, that's just the way my mind works. But this is the beginning of John. This is the, you know, I wouldn't say it's a prophecy, but Gabriel came to him. Uh, we kind of see this parallel with the same thing with, uh, with Sarah. You know, whenever, whenever they told uh, Abraham, you're going to have a child, and she's over there laughing in the background. It's like this this can't be. Nothing's impossible with God. But John's parents were godly people. And they trained him up in the way that he should go. Proverbs twenty two six says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And we definitely see John not departing from it. We have uh, several prophecies about John uh, in the Old Testament. You know, I, uh, after John was born, uh, Zechariah, he, w- he was able to speak again. And he spoke uh, uh, and prophesied about his own son. 
In Luke chapter 1, verses number 76, the ray says, and thou, and thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt, be, thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. Now, Zechariah knew what his son's mission in life would be. To show people how to get back to God. Through God's tender mercy, we have salvation. Zechariah knew that John was going to be the light that, that shone toward the true light. And prophecies go back further into the Old Testament about John being born and, and, and his walk here on earth. In Isaiah 40 and 3 it says, The voice of him crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now John was... He was, a, he was the messenger of the new covenant. He taught a people that were, that were under the old law. And he, he was he's like, he, that transition period, bringing them to the new. Uh, Malachi 3 verse 1 says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant. Whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. In Malachi 4, 5, and 6, it says, Behold, I will send you, Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Uh, about 400 years. From the end of Malachi until John started his ministry, uh, 400 years. 400 years without a word. And, and, and now we have John. Um, we, have, we had Old Testament prophecy, we had New Testament prophecy, and we even uh, have Jesus himself proclaiming John's mission to prepare the way for the Lord. In Matthew 11, verses 7 through 14, it says, And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that were soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it was written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding that that is last in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the day of John the Baptist until now in the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it, take it by force. For all the prophets and all the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was, which was for to come.
Are you working for the kingdom? Jesus said you can be just as good as John. Are you leading people to Christ? Do people see the light that is in you? There comes a, a, I I go through time, and I guess about everybody does, that uh, I don't know if there's, uh, I was telling Pop, sometimes there's a disconnect in between my brain and my mouth, and sometimes my mouth says what my brain is thinking. Uh, And at those times, for some reason, I I guess Christ really does not shine within me. I mean, I've, I've, I've been blessed to, to work with stupid animals. I don't say they're stupid. They're not stupid. They're very smart. And that's probably, I maybe should go to like a sheep or a lamb or something, you know, goats. Maybe I could handle that without losing my temper. We needed to live our lives that uh, reflect Christ in us. And sometimes that's not the easy thing to do. I'm, it's, it's a lot easier said than done for some of us. Romans 12 and 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I, I don't need to tell you that we live in a crooked and a perverse nation. That's just, that's just the truth of the matter. Are you a voice crying in the wilderness, repent? That's what John was telling the Jews to do. Say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change your ways. You know, about the only thing that we can use is our voice. Are you crying out to people that they need to repent? I was joking around with Dad. He was, we were having coffee a couple of mornings ago. And he's bringing up some stuff that's going on in the world, in our country. And jokingly, I just told him, I said, you can't say a word. It's like, for one thing, you're a male and you're white. You have to keep your mouth shut. Your opinion does not matter anymore. Because you're white, privileged male. You cannot speak out. If you do... You will be ridiculed and you will be wrong no matter what you say. That's almost the way our country is going today. But I tell you, as a Christian, can you sit there and say absolutely nothing? It's not, it's not my opinion. It's not what I want. It's what the Bible says. Philippians 2.15 that you may be blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. Are you shining? Do you go out through your week? Do you shine? People look at you and say that you're different. I mean, John was clothed in camel hair. I... I've, I've came across camels once in my life. I do not care to smell that again. Make a buzzard detour. He was different. 
he was different. He's paving the way for Christ. He's trying to bring people back to God. Of people that had lost their way in the darkness. John was also a humble man. Matthew 3, 13 through 15, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. For thus it is becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. John knew his place. He knew his mission. He didn't try to be more than what he was to seek glory for himself. He was given a job and he did it. He kept pointing people to Christ throughout his ministry. John 1, 19 through 28, and said, And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, Who, what then? Art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Art thou a prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent, they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptize thou then, if thou not that Christ, nor Elias, neither the prophet? John answered then, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is whom coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latches I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done with Arba beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. John kept pointing people to Christ. Many thought that he was the Messiah. But he kept telling them, I'm not. I'm not that man. This is where a lot of people today, where we, we, we start getting a little bit of confusion. And that's the confusion of the baptism of John and the baptism that we have today. We're going to talk about that just for a little bit here this afternoon. In Acts 18, 24, and 25, it said, And a certain Jew named Apollos, born of Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the Scripture, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. It's all this man knew was, as a Jew, repent and be baptized. In Acts 19, 1 through 3, it says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding a certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. 
And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. See, John's baptism was for the Jews and for the Jews only. They came to him and he told them to repent and be baptized for the saving of their soul. He was telling them to turn away from what you're doing to repent and be baptized. Today, we are baptized unto Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Those are the two main differences. Whenever John was baptizing, Christ hadn't died yet. There's a lot of denominations out there in this world today that it seemed like they've gone backwards. Instead of, instead of baptizing for the remission of sins, as we do today, they baptize because someone has repented and wants to change their life. They're not being baptized into Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for the remission of their sins. And that is the difference that we have in between the baptism of John and the baptism that we have today. The baptism we have today is for everybody, including us that wear filthy rags. Next, we're going to look at his death. Uh, Mark 6, 18 through 20, it says, For John has said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and in holy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things, and heard him gladly. So, Herod took his brother's wife, and John told him that's not right. Mark six seventeen says, For Herod himself has sent forth and laid, upon, laid hold upon John, and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. I want to ask you, at what cost are you willing to tell the truth, to speak out for Christ, to say the things that are going on around about me are not right? You know, this, it's, you know, no matter what it is, there's, there's many things out there that are not right that a lot of people in this world agree with. Are you speaking out and saying this is not right? That's what John was doing. From the beginning of his ministry to his death, he said what you're doing is not right. You need to change your ways. You need to repent. You took your brother's wife. This is not right. As the story goes, Herod's wife, Herodias, had a daughter. The daughter danced before Herod. I get one of his mistakes. He said, I'll give you anything. 
I don't know if she did the Macarena or what it was, but anyway, it pleased him. He said, I'll give you anything. The daughter went back to her mom and said, what do I ask for? We want gold, jewels. I mean, what, what do we get? He said, I want John the Baptist's head. So she got it. She got his head. Are you willing to speak out at the cost for your head to end your life, to be thrown in prison? At what extent are you willing to go to speak the truth to people, to tell them that you're living in sin, you need to change your ways? You need Jesus Christ in your life. Without him, you will perish. Are you willing to lose friends over it? Are you willing to lose family over it? Are you willing to be branded as someone that is in with those that are with hate speech? about the way our world is going today. You speak out against something that somebody else is doing, uh, it's not going to be taken well. It's hard to speak the truth anymore. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things you know that our, our, our country is not accepting those things that are pure they're not accepting those things that are just they want to live life in, in, in the feel good state you know if it, feel good, if it feels good to me then it's right and that's where we're at. And unfortunately, I think we got a long way to go down that rabbit trail. Second John 1.10 says, If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. There's going to be many that you come in contact with, uh, hopefully not on a daily basis, that are not going to receive God's word, that you cannot influence I tell you, don't yoke yourself with them. Because they can lead you to death and destruction. John was an incredible man. He did the will of the Father. I ask you this evening, are you going to do the will of the Father in your life? You know, as, as Brother Britt said this morning, you know, what is your Bible story going to be? Is it going to be like one like John? Are you going to point to point people to Christ? You know, John uh, in the book of Luke, uh, Andrew 
was one of one of John's followers. And he cried out amongst the multitude, the Lamb of God. There he is, right there. There's your Lamb. And Andrew followed him. I mean, he just turned and went. And went and got his brother Simon Peter. He said, there's the Lamb of God. We need to follow him. Are you doing that in your life? Are you pointing people to Christ? Saying, this is, this is it. We all have sin in our life. This is the way out. This is the way to heaven. You want eternal life? This is where we need to go. This is what you need to do. It's going to cost you. I mean, the Bible tells us it's, it's going to cost us. I encourage you to speak out. Speak the truth. You'll be branded as something. I mean, we, in our society, we have a title for everything, so I guess they will call you a Bible-thumping Christian and kind of, oh, there comes Matt. Let's just look the other way. Don't see him, you know. But it's worth it. You might save a soul. It'll be worth it. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.